I tried so hard to find the form that best suited you. And this is the thanks I get? You really need to grow up. I wanted to do this together. And I suppose you'll have to learn by spending the next thousand years as a battery. Listeners, assemble. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Cinematic Sagas in our Saga of the Stone series. I'm Chris, online known as Simi, here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Beth. Who can't wait for me to shut up every time I start talking. And online known as Simi. (laughs) I'm sorry, I want people who listen, no matter where I recruit them from, to know who I am. Okay. We just watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, it was fabulous. I really liked it. Did you like it more than the original? Oh, yes, I think so. Cool. We agree. I also think this is better oh, than the first one. Oh, that's sad. That's <laughs> why so I couldn't say it first. I had to make sure. <laughs> and now she's messing with the mic. Well, it was in my face. I don't like it. It's supposed to be close to your face. Yes, but all I see is this. Now that's I'm why like... you turn your head. When it's close to your face and you turn your head, Will it you still shut picks up? you up. <laughs> I did really enjoy this movie. It engaged me the entire time. Really liked it. I must say, I picked out the bad guy again immediately. I knew he was doing bad things. It's never... It's not good when your dad's the bad guy. That's I, a bad I thing. was wondering if you picked up on that early on because you didn't say anything like you have in the other movies. Yes, I knew it was bad. It was bad. It's it's They do a good job of making him the bad guy but not making it like super obvious. Like It's obvious, but it's not like... Haha, I'm super evil and it's stupid that no one's noticing. It's very little things that he says that give it away. Well, and if you're paying attention. Well, yeah. But but we have a different perspective than the movie people in the movie. But even when he's talking, he he makes he says things like even when he's talking in towards the end there, you know, he's like the baby I put in your mother. Like it's just the way he talks about things. Everything but him is unimportant. Right. And he's clearly very consciously choosing to try and communicate in a way that won't be off-putting at first. Yes, but he is uh, the quintessential narcissist. Oh, man. Yeah. I also I also don't like his plan. I, his plan is that he feels alone. So he's going to make himself alone. So he's going to make everything him. I'm like, wouldn't that... I wouldn't want to be around me that much. Why would he want to be around him that much? And it'd still just be him. Yes. So even with one other person, like, okay, Uh, so you have equals, but it's still, I I would hate that. I don't get his plan. I don't like it. It's the only thing. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. I've never understood it. It never has made sense in any way. Well, I guess when you have only been with yourself for a billion years, um, maybe that's all you care about. I don't know. Clearly. He treated the, the only other person, life form, on his planet as a pet. Right. Well, and, and, and she even says he went and found her. Yes. And brought her there. Which, another weird, whole weird thing. But I like I like Mantis. A lot of fun. Yes. 
<laughs> I like her too. She was funny. Her interactions with Drax were hysterical. Because you've got two people who really don't understand the norms that we take for granted in social situations, and neither of them get it. So she's just playing off him, and he's sort of getting some of these things now. Sort of. Yeah. He, he He's much further along the track than she is, but he started literal... And so he's only just, okay, jokes, that's right. Things things aren't always exactly as they're stated. That's why, you know, uh, he's... Can I pet your puppy? <laughs> and he knows what exactly what's going to happen, and he calls it a joke. Because he, he thinks, if I do something and I find it funny, that's it's a joke. a joke, <laughs> yes. Oh, she doesn't have a hand anymore. That was funny. <laughs> yes. A, a rocket being called all manner of animals through this one was hysterical <laughs> to me yes yes rabbit and triangle face monkey and trash baboon. Panda, baboon it was great <laughs> well and and that's one of those really cool things about this movie is like so often in sci-fi movies you either get all these weird words because it's a society we can't understand so they've created new words for things or we're using earth words and everyone gets it. Here we get kind of both things. We get Quill who always relates things back to earth and no one gets it. <laughs> They've learned to kind of go along with it, but they don't get it. And you see it all the time. Like he'll say something and they'll look at each other like what? And he it's just. It's a TV it's... show on earth. Whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or he'll blow it up like, oh yeah, the most famous singer on earth. And you know. Mary Poppins. Yeah. He's a cool dude. <laughs> But you like we get a quick at the very beginning, we get a quick view of how their relationship and inner dynamics have changed because Drax walks up to, to Peter and starts talking to him and he says, you know, when I first met my wife and, and Peter immediately rolls his eyes and goes, oh, my God. And it's just that one subtle thing where it's like, yeah, they've had this over and over where he tells these stories that are ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> you can definitely tell they're all friends now, mm -hmm. or frenemies, whichever it is. I, you know, some they 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 were forced together by circumstance, but they kind of they get along well. well. Now they're family, I and, believe they said. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's really cool, and you know, I'm we've established I'm not a nerd. I am definitely not a sci-fi girl. Right. I mean, I've I've. I can't even remember. There's a sci-fi book I've read. Now I can't even remember what it's called. There you go. <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, that's ah. about, that's my extent. Okay. <laughs> and that was when I was like almost 20, probably. So it's been a, a year or, or two or 20, whatever. Just, just a couple. And uh, that's not what I feel like when I'm watching. It's not because I, oh, this is some sci-fi crap or whatever. <laughs> it's just fun to me. The, these two movies were just fun, fun and silly in all their adventure and and uh, shoot 'em up stuff. I think it's a lot like what I said during Guardians, where like they don't feel the need to tell us in excruciating detail everything. They leave a lot of it to be inferred based on interactions. That's why. The first time we see all of them together in the ship, they kind of move between people. We see them talking to each other, the way they react. We see 
not only how they react now, but the development from the first movie. Because at the end of the first movie, they were acquaintances, really. Yes. They were just kind of together. Thrown together. Yeah. And and so they were continuing on because, hey, it works out. We're all clear. Might as well. We don't know anybody else. Kind of thing. But now we get we get to quickly see how that's changed, how that's matured, and that there's, it's not all perfect, which is awesome. You still have Drax, who's wildly impulsive. I mean... First thing he really does is jumps into the mouth of the big beastie. Yeah, because that's a good idea. And then thinks he's, yeah, I did it single-handedly. <laughs> I I loved that opening scene. Oh, it was with great. With baby Groot dancing all over, not a care in the world, oblivious to everything. Oh, oblivious to his friends being about pounded on him by some big beast. Mm-hmm. And just... Yeah, that's a perfect example of how they don't, they tell the story without focusing on the things that you think they would focus on. Like, it's a huge battle. Twice, they have a huge battle. We don't really focus on it. It's just kind of happening in the background. You know what else I noticed? It wasn't all dark. I could see things. It definitely was not. Yeah, it was, it was, we could see everything all the time. Even in dark places, it wasn't all dark. Yes, it wasn't all dark and foreboding and... Me trying to figure out if a shadow is a thing or what's going on. I just, I really enjoyed this. It it was a lot of fun. Now, this... Oh, no. He pointed at me. It means he's going to make me think about something. No, no. This this is a great movie for me to ask. How did you feel about Nebula during this movie? Purple and blue one. I know who Nebula I'm is. Making She's sure. the one I call Sodom. Because her sister is Gamora. Okay. Well, she's a hard nut to crack. Mm-hmm. She's all over the place. Yeah. And I think she needs some therapy. Yes. They probably all could use therapy. Probably. But, holy cow. I don't hate her anymore. Yes. I don't hate her anymore. Because I think she's going to mostly be one of the good guys. Kind of. (laughs) In her own way. Hey, she kept all the important people from dying. Yeah. It It was super interesting when I first saw this. Because the first movie, it was pretty clear to me that she hated Gamora. This movie recontextualizes all that. It's less hate. It's jealousy. Which, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of knew, but she wants to like and love and Gamora, but her da- she, she the, Their dad pitted them against one yeah, another. Her, her body is, everything about her, her existence is a reminder every moment that she wanted to be she friends wasn't with good Gamora, enough. and Gamora never was into that. And so we get an actual moment where they talk about it. Because Nebula never thought of it in the we were both kids vein. Gamora never thought of it in the wow, Nebula was always taking the punishment when I because right. I won. They both had never thought of that. So we get so much growth in like a less than five minute scene. And it flips the script on, Gamora, on Nebula completely. Yes. And definitely. I love it. I love it. This is where I started loving her. It was all... Yeah, it was... The whole thing was just all the different 
little bits with each character, there there was something. Mm-hmm. You did not have a scene without that you didn't take away something. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it it's the when they first go to go with Ego to his planet, which is also him. Don't don't think about that too much. Uh, <laughs> well, everything is him. Just on that planet. Well, if and, he'd had his way, everything would have been. <laughs> well, he had planted seeds of himself everywhere, yeah, yeah. and apparently planted <laughs> his seed everywhere too, because it turns out that uh, what does he call himself? Space Lord, Star Lord, Star Lord. Sorry, Space Lord, Star Lord is not an only child. He has half siblings from all sorts of races, apparently. Oh, he and did. Uh, well, he did until they, <laughs> till they were just skeletal remains. <laughs> holy moly yeah yeah that's it's it's crazy because that all builds into a lot more about yandu where we find out oh he's just one part of a faction and he has been ostracized because of what he was doing and i think from the moment from the moment stallone says we don't deal in kids we start to wonder wait wait he was doing something under the table. It was a plural. It wasn't kid. Yeah. You know, you know, you moved a kid. We don't do that. It was, we don't deal in kids. And it was left at that. But that's when we start like, wait, wait, there's, there's something more going on here with Yondu too. Like they fit so much story in. It's kind of ridiculous. And it wasn't really an overlong movie. No. But you gotta also think, you know, Ego says he's been looking all over for him, look, blah, blah. He's a god. He, he's not. He's not a god. He even says it, little g. Little g. Yeah. He's immortal. He has lots of power in his domain. But, but he couldn't find Yondu again in 30 years. I'm I'm sure he didn't actually look that hard. Yeah, I'm guessing not yeah. to. Also, he was very busy, literally, sowing his wild oats. Literally, trying to find, yeah, trying to create a, oh my gosh, that is horrible. <laughs> he he might be one of the worst villains we've had so far. <laughs> I, I will say, I thought you were going to find the hole when they go down into the central cavern and he's talking out of the wall. I thought you were going to key on that as being super hokey. But yeah, that didn't even get you at all? No. Nah. Hmm. No, I was too- Get him! <laughs> Don't just stand there and do something! <laughs> yeah, no. That one didn't get me. Now, when Drax and Gamora were hanging out the back of the ship as it crash landed, <laughs> and she was holding on to the- line Drax was on and he's banging off trees and she's stretched as far as she could go that <laughs> nobody got injured. <laughs> he bounced off 150 trees, gets up laughing. Okay. He's an alien. Yeah. But come on now. And she is super strong. But you can't tell me that that 300 pounds of muscle hanging up, waving out the back of the spaceship, bouncing off trees, isn't going to rip a thing or two. Nope. 
That's the scene I didn't buy. Now, I will. I would give the hitting the trees and her holding it a pass. What I won't give a pass is when she first catches the line. She's just standing there, braced against nothing, and grabs it and stops it. That was why I was like, no, that's not how physics work. Like, if they had caught it, cut it from the moment she catches it to her literally instantly being yanked, I'd have been completely fine with the scene. Because they've shown them to be uh, very strong yeah, whatever. people. But she literally catches it and stops all his momentum with nothing to brace against. That's That's where I had my first problem. And that was my first potential nerd, nerd physics, physics scene. Yeah. The other one, and I think the one I'm going to give it to, though, is Mantis at the end there. Because she's holding Ego asleep, and they have that heroic circle of the camera. Yeah. And you think, oh, yeah, everything's going great. And then, you know, the rock comes. It's a big rock, and it slams into her head. Yep. She's perfectly fine. She got knocked out a little. Un- well, yeah, she's unconscious. Unlike Drax or Gamora, there's been no talk of her being sturdier than normal or stronger than normal. True, she looks like a bug girl. She just... She, she is a bug girl. She just takes a hit from essentially a meteor to the temple. She's fine. And and just passes out. That's where my nerd physics is, because they took the time in both movies to tell us how strong and tough... Drax and Gamora are. And then they didn't do any of that with Mantis, and she survives that. If it was just a small thing that kind of hit her and knocked her out, I'd give it. Or if there was, like, a trickle of blood or something. She didn't even have a scratch. No. No. Her hair was still gorgeous. I mean, come on. Funny. Not fair. (laughs) Do you have a dick moment? Well, I believe Ego is the dick of this movie. Okay. And um, I'm pretty sure when you put a stab of lighted electricity through your son's heart, <laughs> you win the dick moment of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it was an interesting choice for him to say, it almost killed me to put that tumor in her that brain. Was a, oh, and that, that was the stupidest move of the movie. Yeah. And you moron! I I I think I buy into a couple theories on why he did that because he had slowly been be- being more and more naked with his plan and his motives and all that after he kind of showed Quill his bigger right. plan. And I kind of I guess I could buy that he was doing that to see if he truly bought into it at all. Oh, I just think he only thought of himself and assumed. Quill was just going to fall in line and and say, oh, yes, I understand. He uh, failed to see what real love is. Yeah, he, well, he clearly never really knew. No, clearly not. He only loved himself. Right. And if he was really in love with Meredith. Meredith, Yeah. (laughs) Jinx, you owe me a Coke. (laughs) Pause for it. Dork. If he really loved her, he could have brought her back to his planet. Exactly. So it clearly wasn't that. Clearly not. Also, why didn't he just do that with every woman he begat with? He didn't want to deal with them. He didn't like them. 
They'd just keep them around long enough to pop out a baby and then crush them if they weren't what he needed. They were fleas. Fleas. Yeah. He needed the children raised enough to... <laughs> Maybe, yeah. He just didn't, he didn't want to deal with them until they were old enough. It just seems like it would have been so much easier. Just to have a breeding facility right there on his planet? Even if you only did one at a time or, like, different parts of the planet have different houses... You pretend they're the then only there's one. there's fleas on his planet. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. It would be easier than trying to track these kids down. How did he track them down afterwards? That's the... Th I'm, I'm, I'm getting deeper in this hole now, and it's driving me crazy. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know how he... Well, because they were right where he left them. <laughs> he, they were right where they left him. All the moms probably thought he was fabulous. And they were all right where he left them. He had no problem getting Quill until what's-his-face Yondu took off with him. Mm-hmm. So. Because he definitely established that Ego paid Yondu to go and get these kids. Which means he had to tell them who they were looking for and say, you're also looking for a kid of theirs. Which means Yandu or someone must have gone to the planet to try and find these people. They were right where Ego left them. But they, but Yandu picked up Quill right outside a hospital. That wasn't where. True. He, that wasn't where. True. And there's there's just. But he knew time. he put the tumor in their head, so he'd been f doing something, right? I don't know. I don't know. This is. A, he killed her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be thinking about this oh, all the way home. Oh my word. <laughs> And this is how you ruin a good movie. No, I'm just curious. I want to. I want to find the explanation that makes sense for me. I guess he could have put some kind of. He tracked them. He tracked them all. He has trackers. I mean, Here it is. Here it is. I've got it. Oh lord! When Everybody. He, when he impregnated the the women, part of that made them trackable to him. His seed is trackable. Everyone. I wasn't going to say it, but the yes. The seed is trackable, and it, it leaves imprints in their body forever. Yep. There it is. There. He tra tracks his genetics. He can track his genetics, but that can't be it, because then he would have been able to find Quill in space. That's why I'm saying he could find... The women. He could find the women. The kids were supposed to be around the women, which is why Yandu could always find them. All right. There you go. Does that work now? I, that works in my good? head. I'm Are you good all for better? now. I'm going to stop thinking about it because I'll find a hole there. <laughs> uh, uh, and I don't want to fill that one. But I'm bump. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, that was a rabbit hole. <laughs> it was. Whee! It was, it was fun for me. And then somebody. I'm sure someone else enjoyed somebody it. Somebody might have enjoyed it. And if you didn't, find someone who did and share it with them. I'd love to have more people. Okay. On my side. Good luck with that. <laughs> Superhero moment of the movie. Yes. We'll go to Yondu when he sacrificed himself to save Quill. Oh. And you knew it was coming. Like it was. Yeah. It was I was super hoping obvious. he wouldn't die. I didn't want him to die. I wanted him not to die. I, I shouldn't have known. It was supposed to all end good. Everybody was supposed to be happy. There was it was just supposed to be good, and he was going to be in the next one, and he was going to be there, and he was going to be part of the Guardians. And I'm disgusted that they killed him. <laughs> I when I first saw this knew Yandu was going to die, 
because for basically from the moment Quill was knocked down and his helmet popped off, I was like, well, Yondu's going to die saving him now. And I was right, and it still hits hard, and it hits hard every time. Because you got to think about that for Quill. He kills his biological father and then realizes he's always had a good father. A, figure. A, a, an okay father figure there. Someone who actually cared about him. Yes. At least. And then he immediately sacrifices himself for him. That cannot be easy to deal with. Yep. So the funeral would be my superhuman moment when uh, when uh, Quill realizes it all right there and hmm. does his whole... Oh, good lord, Knight Rider and and Yondu <laughs> compilation right there. Because that definitely very human emotion. Okay. My super normal moment, I'm going to give to Drax. <laughs> Drax cracks me up. Because there's that time where he and Mantis are sitting on the steps looking out at the beautiful sunset. And he's just talking very bland, as he does about most things, unless he's laughing uproariously. And he's telling her about, you know, how his daughter used to love this and he'd take her to these things. And Mantis just is like, I'm curious what's going on there. And she breaks down. Yes. And for me, seeing Drax just completely stoic and her breaking down, knowing that's what's inside of him and that she literally is being overwhelmed. I'm like, I feel that because it's so often you know you get into a bad place and you just you want to get through it or a bad memory comes up and you're just pushing through it so you don't always just let it out i was like i get that so hard absolutely <laughs> and then my my superhero moment has to has to go to the the very obvious place to quill when he realizes to stop overthinking it and just do yeah and then he can actually put up a fight with his quote-unquote father because it's a very iconic superhero thing like they've been trying and trying and trying and it's not working and they're not good enough and someone gives them that last piece of advice and they let go and everything kind of drains away i love the visual that went with it too all the 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 light strands uh-huh. kind of lessened a little bit. There's a pulse of light from him and everything kind of stops. As you and you know they're kind of warring for control. And then they kind of go at each other and it's oh it's so cool. Love it. Must say, pretty cool when he makes himself Pac-Man. <laughs> he said he was gonna do it. He did. It was amazing. <laughs> was amazing. And for me, there's so many little bits from my childhood that pop up in these right (laughs) pac-man for one the football game that he has at the very beginning i had one i used my stepdad's when i was a kid funny so when i first saw that you think and it's hilarious how they present it because you think he's scanning for something nope he's playing a game (laughs) so it's so very peter quill yes like we're here to do a job but um one more game and then you bookend that with the end. He's like, you can't always be staring at games, Groot. You've got to get out yes. there. People are going to find you boring. You need to clean your room. <laughs> and I know Groot. how Yondu felt. 
I loved Baby Groot. He was so funny. It's a lot of fun. It was it was interesting because it's still Groot, but a toddler he, version, <laughs> right? And he well, he still clearly communicates, right? But he doesn't have the cognitive ability he used to. So maybe his brain is really just his whole body, which is kind of cool to think about. Here we go. <laughs> but it's it's also interesting that he kind of goes through stages that we're familiar with. He has that ba- infant stage where he really doesn't understand what's going on, just kind of goes with the flow. He'll be angry one second and then waving another. And <laughs> <laughs> there are at least three times where he's waving and someone goes, hey, Groot. <laughs> And now I thought it was sweet how he went from one of uh, one person to another and, mm. and snuggled everybody, but that he chose to sleep on big old Drax. <laughs> and Drax is just patting him on the back like you would a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's super cute. Little moments that make you smile in this movie. What'd you think about Rocket in this movie? Boy, we get to learn a lot more about Rocket and inside, don't we? I love Rocket. Rocket entertains me because he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And we kind of see why a little bit. Yeah, and I I think uh, he may be learning to let people in. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes sense. And I love that they gave us his backstory, sort of, or his motivations at the same time that Yandu was giving us his. Yes. He's like, my parents sold me into slavery. And he in the in the prison, he says he was a Cree battle slave for however long he says. And so we keep getting these pieces. And then when he says, I know who you are because you're me. Like, all of a sudden, all these pieces are tied together. And it's like, oh, yeah, that is a mirror. And so it's even better when after Yandu's gone... Rocket is is like he's saying all these things about oh Yandu didn't drive him away because he was mean to them and he yelled at them and he stole batteries he didn't need like he he was yes. he could have easily kept it on Yandu he took that moment to be a little vulnerable yeah. which is great it's like he actually grew out of it but it's not this kind of thing where you're going to be surprised if in later movies if he still kind of acts aloof because it's just the start but now he has the opportunity to do some of that and other stuff as he continues to progress. Go ahead. <laughs> you just really broke down a raccoon. <laughs> Genetically modified, cybernetically engineered raccoon. Oh, trash. Panda. Panda. <laughs> Baboon. Puppy. All sorts of things. Fox. Oh, that's funny. But yes, we uh, certainly uh, delved deeper into him. And everybody. It's yeah. like everybody. You you learned about everybody mm-hmm. without actually being told anything. So I... Bravo. Really. Hey, and I almost recognized what's-his-face. Yandu. No. No? No, the guy who's in every movie. Oh, Stanley. Stan- yeah, I was going to call him Clyde. Knew that was wrong. So, <laughs> Clyde. <laughs> I knew that was wrong. 
I almost recognized him. I said, hey, who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> you, I think you say that now in most movies. You recognize that you should recognize him. I recognize I should recognize. <laughs> I don't really recognize. I just almost do. <laughs> oh, look, that was that one guy I'm supposed to recognize, but I think his name's Clyde. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, Clyde. The one there guy was, whose hey, face is the same in every movie. There's Clyde, everybody. <laughs> oh my word that's the worst part now you're gonna remember him as clyde I going am. forward i call him clyde <laughs> the next movie you're gonna be like hey look it's clyde um, no it'll probably be more like hey was that clyde <laughs> oh my goodness anything else that jumps out of you about the movie was there supposed to be i'm just seeing if there's anything else you wanted to talk about the gold people are weird they are i don't know much about them they're weird. They're 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 the weird gold people, and they're a little bit creepy. They're kind of they're kind of like Nazis. Everyone's yeah. perfect design for their station, and all that stuff. And then they really get pissed when they don't win the video game. Yes, because that's what it that's what it looks like. Well, and what's great is that that the high priestess is that what they called her, something like that, something like that. They, she starts very aloof and above it all, and then sends people to go get the batteries and kill them. And then the second time, she's on a machine, like, uh-huh. this is going to happen. And it doesn't. And then she's kind of, like, losing herself to it. Which and is the cool. last time we see her, her hair is a- yep. awry. She's a mess. Mm-hmm. And she's done something to the birthing pods and created a new one. And it sounds a little bit scary. It's a really cool thing that we still haven't seen in the M- paid off in the MCU yet, and I keep hoping it will be. You never know. It will eventually. I'm 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 guessing Guardians Three is where they're going to pay it I off. But there's wait for that movie, and apparently it's not even made yet. It's there's so much they have to do. Uh, I can't wait till we get through this run of the MCU so that you can be like, how are they going to fit everything into this movie? Because I think that's where you're going to be when I get there. What's our next movie? Next is Age of Ultron. That's another Avengers team-up movie. Oh, all right. Which... Thank God it's not Thor. A lot of people don't like. Well, that probably means I'll like it, because I usually like things nobody else does. But let's start first with my prediction for this movie. I'm pretty sure I said you were going to like it. I think I said you're not going to like it as much as the first one. I think that's where I landed on it. I don't know. I should know because I just edited that episode. Yeah, you should. And maybe you should write that down in that little notebook of yours. Yeah. Your little predictions for the next one so you'd know. This is more fun for me. (laughs) Oh, I think I said. "Mm, (laughs) I've been right almost every time about what I I might have said said something. I don't know. I, I know... You thought I'd like it, but I just can't remember what your... Yeah, I wasn't remember what... I need to come up with a system to grade it. We need a grading system. Uh, so, we do. So after Age of Ultron, I'm going to come up with a grading system. We're fine this whole project. By the time we get to the last movie, I'll have it down. And then I'll have to change and it. And then we'll be done! <laughs> and on to our next project. And on to our next project. Whatever that may be. Because as long as you're having fun, as long as I'm having fun, we're going to keep doing this. It's going to keep making me watch movies, people. 
I've got ideas for TV shows that'll be shorter oh, and more bite-sized. Oh, my word. I have no idea what kind of TV shows he might make me watch. There are Marvel TV shows we could watch. Some people have recommended that, or the X-Men movies. Who has recommended it? Number two fan. <laughs> oh, you mean the ones I'm not allowed to interact with. Oh, because sh- I don't have email address. At IDYFKJP. Q. It's as if YDK. That's it! Dot com. I don't have Beth at as if ydk.com because somebody wants to hog it all. I don't that might be Simmy if you know him online. I don't even talk to people through that email. Nobody's emailed me about anything. Oh, well, it sounded good. I get my, I get my receipts for the stuff I'm paying for through there. Oh. (laughs) I talk to people on Discord, where people know me as Simmy. So. Whatever. Maybe I'll leave that rant in so you can feel foolish. Maybe I won't. Whatever. I don't even care. (laughs) I don't even care. But he had some ideas. I had most of my ideas already. We'll see. We'll see what you're in the mood for. I think I know what I want to do next, but it's not only my decision. Oh, look. I get some choices. Woohoo! I mean, ultimately, it is only my decision. Ultimately, it like, is. Because like... quite honestly, he brings the movie with him. We watch <laughs> it. I talk into this microphone. And that's about it. Yep. Basically. So. Prediction for the next movie. I think you're going to like it in the wasn't bad kind of way. Okay, so kind of a mid thing. Yeah, maybe a little more than eh. I think there's a lot of good stuff in it. that's kind of disappointing. I was super looking forward to this one. Super looking forward to this one because I enjoyed the first Guardian so much. So knowing that I'm only gonna, that you only think I'll be kind of meh. I think it repeats too many beats you're familiar with for you to like it like it i do think it's a good movie overall we shall see we shall and you should join us for that episode also definitely next time on saga of the stones Avengers Age of Ultron. I'm so confused. We just watched the trailer and I don't. First of all, it looked really dark and depressing all the way up until they're fighting at the end, and it looks like Iron Man's fighting the Hulk, and I'm just confused. (laughs) I don't even know what's going on. It's. I like this trailer a lot. I didn't. I also know how everything's going, so it's very neat to see the composition of the trailer compared to the movie later. I don't know anything about the movie. You picked up on Iron Man's coloring, fighting the Hulk. 
there's bad guy that's definitely in a suit or robot guy. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit creepy. And there were two people in there that we saw at the end of Iron Man 3? Oh, sure. I don't even was remember. That, is that where we saw it? I think that's where we saw it. No. Winter Soldier. The yeah. two people that were in cages. The fast one on the one juggling the blocks in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were in there. All right. <laughs> you'll You'll see them. Anything else jump out at you? No. No. Yeah, it it did it did put a very depressing air yeah, to it, it all. It was kind of like oh. Yeah. And and then the good guys look like they're fighting each other and I don't even like it. <laughs> it ended with a shot of Captain America's shield torn in half. It's awful. I don't like this movie. Very interesting. I, I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to your reaction to it. You tend to almost always not like the trailers, though. Trailers are horrible. It It's trailers not, are hard. Does not inspire me to want to watch the movie, which was <laughs> supposed to be the idea of a trailer. <laughs> nope. Lots of, lots of little gems spread throughout it that I'm looking forward gems. to. Gems. They're gems. Gems. Well, thanks for joining us. Definitely. We were glad to have you and keep listening because it's only getting better. Sure. Until Let's next time. That. I'm Beth. And I am Groot. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cinematic Sagas, a part of the As If You Didn't Know network. Episodes release every other Wednesday. That jaunty tune you hear is Comic Hero by Kevin McLeod, and he's used under the Creative Commons license. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to hear from you, so send emails to saga at asifydk.com, our Twitter and Instagram handles, asifydk, and our website, asifydk.com. That's the words as, if, and the letters Y, D, K. See you there.